is up to me. Working wins when wishing won't. Speak clearly and smile with your voice. Age is just a number. Life is what you make of it. Healthy body, healthy mind. Oh, you caught me doing my warm-up exercises. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the IC Old People podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. Welcome, wherever you are in the world, thank you for tuning in. The IC Old People podcast is an ongoing discussion about what it is to be a senior, what it's like to become a senior, uh, life and, and all of the wonders and, and joys that are associated with it, the sadness, the pitfalls that often come along, and we are going to explore all of them. So thank you for tuning in again. I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm kind of in a kind of a little bit of a down state today. It was it's terrible weather out there today. It's pouring rain. This is the first Tuesday after the time change, so it's dark again in the morning. Uh, so I've been kind of lethargic for the last couple of days. It's it's been a it's been a little bit of a tough go. Although things are certainly starting to uh, to pick up. The sun is out longer, but these days are kind of depressing. So March, like I said last week, March can be quite a month in Norfolk County, in beautiful Norfolk County, on the north shore of Lake Erie. As usual, I'm broadcasting from. Uh, Storage Closet Studios in beautiful Norfolk County, Ontario, on the north shore of Lake Erie. Welcome to uh, everybody from around the world. I guess part of the reason I was a little bit down is because although I had my regular people tune into my program last week, that was it. I didn't get any action after about Wednesday last week, and I, I really was hoping that it wouldn't affect me, but it did. Uh, it kind of made me sad that uh, on my daily check of my statistics that uh, absolutely uh, next to nobody was listening to that podcast, and I thought it was one of the better ones that I did. I think it was probably the topic. I should really learn to stop talking about cannabis because apparently people just don't care. About a year ago, when cannabis was first legalized, I wrote a blog post on, I, I write a blog called Adventures in Elder Care. Uh, I've written that for a number of years. I used to write it for a local newspaper, and then uh, the newspaper became a magazine, and now I just write it and put it posted on uh, my, my various websites. I have two websites you could find my blog on, the IC Old People ca website and the victoriaeldercare.com website we have our blogs i did a really good blog on cannabis i thought it was interesting it had a lot of information it was my least popular uh, blog post that i've ever written so here i have now done an episode of i see old people podcast on cannabis and again it was greeted with uh disinterest so uh i should i I will do one follow-up for the the few people that did listen to it is that uh, i remember i said i had the pretense of going to buy a clone when i went to visit the uh, cannabis farm in the neighboring county last week and uh, i didn't walk away with a clone because i was uh, told and i was informed about how uh, how cannabis grows and cannabis needs a minimum of 12 hours of of sunlight 12 hours of sunlight that's why they grow them under these strong intense lights uh, which i did not know i was told by the owner of this farm that if you were to take a clone uh, and put it in today's light which is probably about nine hours of sunlight if you're lucky in march in this area 
it would just wither up and die. He said you could even take a full-grown plant that has already got buds on it, and if you were to put it in a low-light situation, less than 12 hours of light, it would just reabsorb those buds. It would just close right down. So I found that really interesting. So he said come back in about six weeks if I wanted to get a clone. So I'll have to decide if I want to do that or not. Um, you know, like I said, it's brand new. There's only been one growing season in Canada since it's become legalized. So um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm actually going to do that or not. But it was interesting to know that uh, you can't just go and buy a clone and throw it in the window. You need 12 hours. He said the only way you can take a clone with you today is if you have a light set up within your home. And I don't. So, so I left it at that. And then we moved on. And I'm going to move on totally from cannabis because obviously nobody is really interested in it. It seems like the entire, oh, I should say that those eggs that I was given by the cannabis farmer were fantastic. Uh, if he didn't live almost two hours away, I think I would be a regular purchaser of his eggs. But anyway, uh, you can't beat free-range eggs. The deep yellow yolk, uh, just incredible how tasty they are compared to store-bought, commercially produced eggs. So I'm going to move on to what I promised I would do last week as I was going to read one of the letters I got two weeks ago. I got a letter from the dude. Now, it's quite long, so I don't want to read uh, it in, in its entirety, uh, in its entirety. But, um, you know, I'll start about here. He, he identified with me because I, I often talk about not drinking and having not drank for 450 days, 450 days plus at this point. I, I actually have stopped counting on a daily basis. When I first quit, I used to mark it off on the calendar with a little X. But now I when I when I want to know how many days it is, I kind of have to look back and go to the date I quit to then figure it out. So it's around 450, 460 days that I haven't drank. So he I kind of identified with that. And uh, where does he say? Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's start with where he goes here. Okay, I used to be an everyday smoker, but right now uh, I'm on a week with no smoking. I decided not to smoke anymore because I want to see life 100% sober. So he's giving up on, on cannabis. He was a cannabis smoker. Uh, I also used to drink, but I stopped because I would have so much fun the next few days after it would make me sad. So I stopped. Last year I drank a few times. This year I drank zero times. Now this one I really identify with, except for the pill part. I've never been addicted to pills, but I, I, I'm going to talk about uh, what I think about, my, about this feature of myself here. I also spent a decade with bad teeth which I use as an excuse to take pills, mostly uh, oxycodone, uh, opioids. Um, at year 10, I got my teeth fixed, and within a year, I slowed down a lot. That's when I realized I was getting high to ignore the toxic relationship I was in. Uh, so in October 10th, uh, I called up a friend, got a plane ticket, moved. Since then, life has been great. So he made a big, significant change in his life. He's never had a craving for pills since, but I do have cravings for pop, especially Coke and bad food, also known as junk food. I got to a point where my desire to change was greater than my desire to stay the same. I was the same energy of knowing a change is needed. I was over 300 pounds 10 years ago, and I've lost the weight and I've never gained it back. So right now I am on water only with pop on the weekends, uh, but I do drink a lot of pop. Something about Coca-Cola that just has me. I think about it multiple times a day in a fantasy type of way. Ha ha ha. So, 
there you go. That's from the dude. Uh, he's also uh, goes on a little bit and talks about a few other things, but I just wanted to address that one thing. And I can remember the first time I quit drinking was back about 10 years ago. I quit for an eight-month period of time, and I put on about 40 pounds in that eight months because I hadn't realized that I basically, I was a wine drinker at that time, and I, what I was doing was I was re replacing the, the sugar in the wine. Uh, although you don't think wine is sweet, it, it is. Even a dry wine is sweet. It has a lot of sugar in it. I was replacing the sugar that I wasn't getting in the wine with, with sweets and candies and junk food, and uh, I've never been a pop drinker, but I was just consuming so many calories. I was eating a lot of ice cream. I was eating a lot of sugary things that I don't normally eat. And uh, yeah, I got really fat. And it took me years and years and years to lose that weight. So when I quit drinking this last time, 450 days ago, that was paramount on my mind that I was not going to replace the sugar in the, well, I was drinking beer at that time. I was not going to replace the sugar in the beer with uh, empty calories, sugary garbage. So I made sure I didn't do that, and I didn't put the weight on this time. In fact, I lost weight, which would make sense. You quit drinking, you should lose weight. You shouldn't put on weight when you, when you quit drinking. But that's what happened to me the first time because I wasn't conscious of it. Now I am very, very conscious that uh, any type of alcohol has a very high sugar content. Your body starts to get used to that sugar coming in, and then you start replacing it with, with the sugar things. And so it would be easy to switch to something like Coca-Cola. And I'll tell you why, because Coca-Cola has a lot of caffeine in it. So uh, I am guilty of consuming a lot of a product, a lot of a product with caffeine. I am guilty of drinking a ton of coffee. I drink so much coffee. But coffee has zero calories. I don't put any sugar in it. I don't put any cream in it usually. Sometimes I'll put cream, but very rarely. I've got a coffee beside me right now. It's iced. It's black with ice. Uh, so there's zero calories in that. You still get the buzz from the caffeine. Uh, I probably drink too much coffee, but you don't get impaired from it. You can still drive a car. You don't get fat. There's all kinds of good reasons to drink coffee instead of alcohol. But one of the things he does mention is about his teeth. And, you know, your self-image and that type of thing is so, so important. A few people listen to this podcast now. And really, when my, my few regulars stop listening, I'll just sing songs here or talk gibberish. I don't know. It's just crazy to think that I, I, I guess I'm having a crisis of faith right now. You know, the, to, to come in on a Tuesday morning and to do this and produce this uh, this podcast and and nobody's really listening to it but I kind of knew that would happen so it's it's weird that I'm having these emotions anyway I want to talk I mean I must be feeling better because I'm becoming more narcissistic and I'm starting to think about myself more so I want to, th to talk to you because this is a audio show you don't really if you haven't gone to my website you wouldn't know what I look like or anything so what are my best features what are my worst features so I thought this is important because if I'm listening to this in 10 years then It'll be interesting to see what was important to me now, what's important to me when I'm 70 years old, because I'm 60 now. So what are my best features? So physically, physically, what are my best features physically? I would say my hair. I have fantastic hair, I, honest to God. It, I think it's my, by far my best feature. It's silver, it's dark with some streaks in it. It's silvery gray. It, it, it's full. I have a full head of hair. There's no bald spots. There's no, no thinning on the top. It's, uh, 
uh, it's gorgeous. My father died when he was 72 years old, and he still had a beautiful head of hair, black as well, a little bit of gray on the sides. That was about it. Whereas me, I'm more gray than he than he ever was, ever in his life. But I've still got that beautiful, th- thick mane of head hair. So that's by far, I think, is my best feature. And now here, why did I even bring this up? What's my worst feature? And this is this ties in with what the dude had sent me in his letter. Is my teeth? I absolutely. I just hate my teeth. I look in the mirror and I just think, oh my God, they're just awful. They're dark as anything because of my age and I'm a coffee drinker. I use white strips to try to clean them off a little bit to make them a little brighter. But they're, if I use too many white strips, then they get kind of blotchy and they don't look right. So I've got these old looking teeth and my bottom teeth are really crooked. My bottom front tooth crosses over the other one. So I very, very rarely smile for photographs. I very rarely, you'll very rarely see a toothy smile from me because I do not like my teeth. My top teeth are okay, but the bottom ones are kind of an hourglass shape and they're all twisted. And, you know, the idea of braces for me when I was growing up in the 60s, it just, it never came up. They, they never, my parents never even considered braces. And I often thought about braces as an adult but they were they told me that they would have to break my jaw reset my jaw it would take a two or three year period and i just i just never did it and you know i should have done it i should have done it i should have done it when i was 30 or 40 when i really started to dislike my teeth and then it would be all done by now but you know i didn't do it and here i am 60 and i'm probably not going to do it so i just have to accept the fact that i have these uh you know really misshapen teeth so that's my worst feature my best feature is my hair when i look at mental features i think my best features i'm mentally or or intellectually is i'm very um i'm very logical i can understand things i'm a good listener so i can i can take the whole picture excuse me (coughs) i can take the whole picture of something and 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 filter it down and try to figure it out i'm very good at that i'm very logical thinker Um, And the opposite side of that is I I have a lot of difficulty recalling uh, dates, times, numbers. Uh, You know, give me five minutes thinking about it. I can pull those numbers up or or, or approximate them. But to instantly pull up uh, uh, dates or times or or events and and put put, uh, timestamps on them, my brain just doesn't seem to work that way. So uh, I'm just always amazed. I have a good friend named Ralph, and Ralph is a, he's not a historian, he's just an amateur historian, and he knows so much about uh, the emperors in Rome and the whole Roman Empire. And I can just sit and listen to him for hours talk about the Roman Empire, pulling out these names, these dates, these times, these battles, and I just think, wow, wow, I would love to have a brain that works like that, but I don't. And then I look at emotional features. What's my best and worst emotional feature? And I think probably my my best emotional feature is I'm really empathetic. I, I really, I can put myself in somebody's shoes. I can understand them. I can feel love. I can uh, show love. I can understand people. I can understand love. I'm compassionate. So those are really, really good features. And I'm really proud of those features. 
Uh, my worst feature emotionally, I think, is my anger. I have a lot of anger. It builds up in me, it builds up in me, and then I explode. And I think I talked about that a little bit after my surgery about a month and a half ago, where uh, I just went insane with anger. And uh, to this day, I really don't know what triggered it. So I'm on a constant battle in my life to control this anger. I see a therapist about it. I talk to him on a monthly basis about how to control anger. So it's, uh, it is definitely uh, a feature that I don't like about myself, but I deal with it. I try to um, control it, and I'm trying to uh, be a better person. What's this whole thing about except trying to be a better person? trying to care about other people, trying to share knowledge that you might have. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm already feeling better just talking. I'm glad I, I came in today and, and started the podcast because just being here with you is making me feel better. And uh, I enjoyed sharing that with you about myself. So dude, uh, the one advice I still have to give to you uh, is that you did all the right things. You know, you moved away from a toxic environment. You got your teeth fixed that were bothering you so much, and you uh, and you quit drinking, and you quit taking uh, oxycodones, and those are all fantastic things. So all you have to do now is get rid of that pop, because honestly, that pop will kill you. It will cause you to have diabetes. It will cause you to be unwell. You will gain your weight back if you keep drinking pop. So. Uh, Try coffee. <laughs> try, try what Dr. Bruce does. Try having coffee instead, black coffee with ice. Or just try having sparkling water with a little bit of lemon in it or a little bit of lime. I know water is boring. It's so boring. But it's healthy. It's what you need right now. You do not need to have uh, a bunch of pop in your system on a regular basis. Okay, so I just need to pause for one second here. This is going to be a, a relatively short podcast, especially compared to last week. Uh, like I said, my energy level is fairly low. Uh, I did share a couple of things that I wanted to, and I do want to mention COVID-19. I think it would be irresponsible to not at least uh, talk about it uh, for a moment. COVID-19 has now shut down Italy. Italy is the latest uh, uh, place to close uh, completely, no travel in or out. Uh, Iran is a hotspot. China is still a hotspot. There are a few cases in Canada. There are a few cases in the United States. Uh, right now, it looks like COVID-19 will spread throughout the entire world. They're, they hesitate in calling it a pandemic, but it is a pandemic. It is going to spread throughout the entire world. Uh, the deaths are very, very concerning, especially when you're listening to a senior podcast. I see old people. Uh, old people are the most vulnerable. The most people who have died from this uh, virus have been in their 80s, and they have comorbidity, which means that they also have um, illnesses associated. So if you are in hospital right now and you are ill and you are in your 80s, you are at severe risk right now. If you are dying in a hospital and COVID-19 enters into that environment, it will probably kill you. So it is a very, very serious illness for anybody over 80 who has health problems. The panic and the fear that the media is, is creating, though, is beyond anything 
that I've ever seen before. It is unprecedented in the world to have this type of fear, this type of constant barrage, this counting of deaths. In the same period of time that uh, 19 people, I believe, died from COVID-19 in the United States uh, in a Seattle nursing home, 310,000 Americans have died from the flu. So it, the perspective has been completely lost, and that's what makes me think, what are they not telling us? Okay, why would Russia close their border with China? Why are all flights stopped out of China? Why are all flights stopped out of Iran? Why has Italy shut down completely? So we keep being told by politicians that this is just the flu. It's just like the flu. Everybody, nobody is in danger except for very, very old febrile, ill people. And I just think that we're not being told everything. Okay, so what I know about this virus is that it is a multi-phase antigen. Okay, what that means is that it does not attack you one time. It attacks you multiple times. And the process goes like this. The very first time you are affected by it, it's next to nothing. You hardly even know, know that you're ill. The second time when it infects you again, because you don't build up a strong antibody response the first time. The second time you have a worse symptoms, you have worse response to the virus, you are more sick. If you get it a third time, there's something called a cytokine storm where your immune system basically attacks itself. And that is the reports of people just suddenly dropping dead. That's the horror story. And I think that's the part that nobody is telling us. Okay, I've, I was on Twitter this morning before I started the podcast. Could be part of the reason I'm in a, in a, a bit of a foul mood. Twitter's such a negative place. You have to be careful when you go on Twitter. But Italy, I, I read all kinds of reports out of Italy, say the hospitals are full, the ERs are full, uh, the whole economy is collapsing, and we're being told here in Canada and in the United States that, ah, it's just the flu. Just, you know, just wash your hands. That's basically what they were saying. And, you know, four weeks ago, I was giving you that advice as well. But four weeks ago, we didn't really know how, how this thing was going to, going to play out and we still don't one thing i have learned and this is very very important you know my rule keep your arms below your shoulders okay that's always been my rule it's the reason i don't get a lot of colds and a coronavirus and a cold are the same thing so coronaviruses they're very weakly held together they're held together by a bilipid layer and bilipid means a double wide fat molecule what gets broken down what breaks down fat soap okay soap breaks down fat and it destroys the bilipid layer and it, and the virus falls apart so this virus and any coronavirus cannot stand soap okay so forget about your hand sanitizers okay hand sanitizers sanitizers are just increasing uh, the uh, continual mutation of of germs and bacteria and virus what you need to do is wash your hands with soap and warm water. The only other thing that kills this virus is heat. Okay, when we start to get up to 26 degrees Celsius, this virus is going to die. Okay, so right now it is, it is invading cold weather temperate countries. 
but as soon as the heat comes it's going to be gone but that doesn't mean that it won't be back next fall so these are all unknowns there's too many unknowns it's causing people a lot of anxiety people are panicking and i'm very very concerned about what's going to happen in the next little while so be aware read what you can wash your hands don't touch your face don't touch your nose don't touch your ears your eyes your nose don't touch any open sore on your body don't touch a cut with your hands remember that this virus can live on surfaces for a long period of time so anytime you touch a public service surface outside particularly steel if you touch any type of surface like that don't touch your face until you wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water okay i'm going to remind you of that every single time okay so thanks for listening i really appreciate you coming in I feel so much better having done this podcast. I wanted to share this information with you. If you've listened to the end, I love you. Thank you. I will see you NT. I will see you next Tuesday. We are going to continue to talk about these issues. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to find out what is going on with this issue. And we're going to do it together. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. I shall see you NT.